Hey, hey, welcome to Coffee and Devotions this Saturday morning, August 8th. This is where every weekday morning at 9 a.m. and on the weekends, well, it's supposed to be before my kids wake up, but it seems like when we are able to get to it, you and I get together, we have a little bit of coffee, we get into God's Word, and we grow in our love for the Lord together. And this year, 2020, we'll make it through all the Gospels. Well, this morning, we only have two verses to look at, Luke chapter 2, verses 51 through 52. Why don't we go ahead and have some coffee, pray, and get into God's Word. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you, Lord, for what a blessing it is to be able to read your word, to study your word, to, to understand who you are. Lord, we pray, Father, that you would teach us, that we would hear, see, and believe. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Luke chapter 2, beginning at, verses, at, beginning at verse 51 and going to verse 52. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Well, that's the end of that reading. So we just need to ask ourselves three questions. A, what is this about? B, what is the best verse? And C, what are we called to do in response to these words? So A, what is this about? Well, this is Jesus growing in wisdom. I mean, that's what the New King James has as its heading. I might uh, say the conclusion of Jesus's childhood narrative, right? This is going to wrap up Jesus, Jesus's time as a child in the Gospel of Luke. This is all we're going to get. And remember, it was just above this that we had seen something else, right? Now, uh, Anna's testimony... And the child became strong in spirit and filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. That's what verse 40 said. And now when we get down to verse 51, notice how similar it is. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to him, but his mother kept all these things in her heart. That's verse 51. But verse 52, it sounds very similar to verse 40, doesn't it? And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. There's so a few little differences here. Let's go ahead and delve into them real fast. Well, first we notice that Jesus is coming with his parents now from Jerusalem. Remember, he had been at the temple yesterday, and now he's going home with his parents to Nazareth, that little tiny town up in Galilee. And as he is there, his mother, Mary, keeps these things in her heart. Right? That's a, that is a reoccurring theme that we find when when Mary is brought up by Luke, is that she pondered these things in her heart. She stored them away in her heart. Now, I think that there are a few reasons why Luke says this. I think that Luke says this probably because, you know, this is true of Mary, the mother of Jesus, that she remembered these things, that she stored them in her heart, that she pondered about them, she thought about them, she cherished them deeply. But I think it's also interesting if we keep verses 1 through 4 in our minds why was Luke writing this gospel because this is a historical Jesus and when we look at the historical Jesus we're talking about real life people who gave testimony about what really happened and I think Luke probably interviewed Mary and as he was getting together all the sources to write a story about the works of Jesus and the acts of his apostles I have a feeling that and I can't prove this but my hypothesis is that he probably went and interviewed Mary and that 
he could tell that these are things that she buried in her heart. And as, as she was telling Luke, you could imagine her smiling and, and remembering and, and talking about the fright that she had had. But, but then as she talked to Luke about Jesus' childhood, that all these things were coming up out of her heart as she was giving testimony about her little boy, her, her son who was born the Messiah. Well, she had pondered all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature, right? Jesus grows in both knowledge and the ability to apply that knowledge. Jesus became a wise person, and it's interesting as well because that word wisdom is both a word for skill in life, but the book of Proverbs also tells us that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord, or the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, And so it's interesting that these are tied together, that Jesus is growing in wisdom and in stature, right? He's going from a boy to a man. He's gone from an infant to a 12-year-old. And as we're going to see in just the next verse, we're going to go from Jesus as a 12-year-old to Jesus as a 30-year-old. And so it's going to be a big jump here. Jesus is growing in wisdom and in stature. But notice as well, he grows in favor with God and men. Jesus had a good reputation. Jesus had a reputation that preceded him with the people in his town. Jesus had his name known. He grew in favor with God and men. He was, re- he was respected of them. Now, it's interesting that they use the word favor here because in verse 40, let's go up there real quick. In verse 40, it says he was strong in spirit and filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. That word grace is the word charis. So grace here, the grace of God was upon him, is charis. Or you might say the favor of God was upon him. Well, that's the exact same way he says it down here in verse 52. He increased in spirit and wisdom and in favor with God and men, or you can say in grace with God and men. He was in the good graces of both God, his Father, as well as with men. See, with Jesus, it was horizontal and vertical. And I'm going to say verse 52 is, I think, the main point that I'm going to highlight here, that Paul or Luke is going to get us from 12 years old to John's ministry to take us to Jesus being baptized And I think that he's also showing us that Jesus is a true man of a true woman who truly was esteemed in favor or had good graces both with God and with men. So we need to ask ourselves, see, calling. What are we called to do in response to these words? What are we called to do in response to these words? Well, let me ask you, how often have you thought about Jesus the human Jesus, the boyhood Jesus. Could you imagine, look with me real quick, and was subject to them. Jesus, the author of the law, Jesus, the perfect and righteous one, was the one who also kept the fifth commandment. Jesus was the one who honored his parents, subject to his parents. Now think about that for a minute. The God of the universe humbles himself into the likeness of a man, And what does he do? He puts himself underneath authorities who are sinful. Could you imagine that? Jesus, the God-man, who knows perfect righteousness, 
puts himself under the authority of Mary and of Joseph, his parents, even though he knows that they are not perfect. He lives with imperfect parents as a perfect child. I think that there is something to be said there about uh, Jesus being our model of humility. Indeed, that is what uh, uh, Philippians chapter 2 tells us, that Jesus is the one whom we look to and we see what humility looks like. So may I ask you this morning, are you humble? May I ask you this morning, are you keeping the fifth commandment? Are you subjecting yourself to the rightful authority of those who are above you? And if you are one of those who is in authority, are you meeting your obligation to serve well those who are under you? There are all sorts of implications here. We can ask ourselves about that fifth commandment, but we can also ask ourselves, are we those who find Jesus with grace? Are we those who look to Jesus Christ? And do we ponder these things in our hearts? Do we store these things up in our hearts? And we, do we realize that Jesus Christ came with the grace of God upon him, that he might give grace to those around him, that he might pour grace out upon you? Well, let's go ahead and pray this morning. Lord, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that he humbled himself into the likeness of of a man. We thank you for sending your only begotten Son. Lord, we thank you for emptying yourself of, of this reality of being equal with God, that you might indeed come and subject yourself to many things. Lord, we thank you that you have been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. And because you have suffered being tempted, you are able to aid us when we are tempted. God, we pray that you would let us think upon Jesus Christ, that we would look to Jesus Christ, that you would conform us more and more to the likeness of your Son. Care for us this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, may God bless you today, and may he fill you with peace. Bye.